Today on The Breakdown, sometimes you're just sleeping and you're coming out of that sleep and it's like a half dream state and a half waking state and you barely know if you're dreaming or not and you might even have a sense of this could be a dream because it seems almost hyper normal, these things that are happening. It's too much. The colors are too, are too real. Something is a little too surreal at the same time. They don't really fit together. And yet, because you're in that state, it's hard to know for sure. And you're just a little confused. That's the kind of state you're going to be in as you listen to this hand that we're going to break down today on this show because it's a $50,000 buy-in event. We have a man who is both famous and infamous nowadays in the poker world. Jake Schindler is going to be involved in this hand. So is another guy who you probably haven't heard of. (laughs) But big money, big swings, big plays, and at least one of us has no idea what happens in this hand. Get ready to be in that half-waking. Is this real? Am I a ghost? That's the spot you're going to be in right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Into like a sexy voice at the ASMR, end. ASMR, baby, let's go. I'm gonna start tapping on the microphone in a Please second. Please don't. Why not? It's those. They do very well with. We're the not views. selling out for that acronym bullshit. Don't you want the money? Nah, money. Who needs money? I got nature. <laughs> the trees, the leaves, the it's, sky. Money's not sustainable, but you know what is soil. Soil. I'd yeah. rather have soil than money. You think I haven't been building up a soil repository? <laughs> Smart man. For the APOC that is coming. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like how you said that. I think it's EPOC, but I guess APOC is okay, too. The, uh, as an apocalypse. Oh, okay. Very nice. Which will bring upon an EPOC. Indeed. Or perhaps the EPOC will bring upon the APOC. Which will be in eons. Oh, wow. It's going to last a while is what you're saying. And then... Hence the dirt really having value. Lots of dirt value. (laughs) People right now say that thing is worth dirt and you think nothing. But soon, it's going to be like, holy shit, that's worth dirt? Yeah, you know people used to say he's not worth his salt because salt was really valuable. Guess what's not very valuable anymore? Salt. Salt. Salt isn't valuable, right? Yeah, so things change in finance. You would know that (laughs) if you had any... Any understanding of finance yeah. whatsoever. Did you even go to business school? As far as dirt finance is concerned, <laughs> I'm your guy. Yeah. You want a brownish hue. You, people think that the best soil is the stuff that's like really dark and it looks like, like pitch black. You want a brownish hue. Yeah. Don't make me explain why. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to. It would, it would require the equivalent of, of doing Pio on the fly here. Yeah. We don't want to do that. That's boring. Yeah. No, I, I'm already thinking about that and falling asleep. And we know we don't want that. We don't want you to fall asleep. Um, Grant is your guy if you are looking for dirt finance. Yeah, dirt finance. If you're looking finance. for pig advertising, that's me. Okay, let me, let me break down what is pig advertising because yeah, it could be a bunch of different yeah, things. Yeah, you should break it down. Is it putting ads on a pig? <laughs> you know, like, uh, like the pig becomes a billboard for your company. Of course it isn't, though. That's absurd. That's offensive, by the way, to the pigs, but... Fine. It depends. Are they enterprising pigs? Do they want to make money any way they can? What are they going to do? Dig the soil? They're not touching my fucking soil, man. That shit is under lock and key. They're walking on soil all the time. Oh, you think you call that soil? I I say soil with air quotes when I talk about that type of soil. (laughs) That that plebeian soil. Fucking worm soil. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But no, the pig advertising is not I hang a fucking sign on a pig. You don't. You screen print the pig. <laughs> you know, hang on. Actually, that is what you would do, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and but no, of course not. By the way, 
why is this such a bad idea? Imagine in yeah. the streets of Portland where we live, like if you just took a took an adult in the streets of Portland. Go on. Well, just, this is the scene that I'm setting. Yes, yes. You take an adult pig. Sure. So far, I'm right there with you. Right. Of course you do. You screen print on there like Sprite. It's really good. <laughs> Sprite <laughs> I like, forever. I yeah. like Sprite. Stay young, drink Sprite. Yeah, you release that pig to do as it pleases. Good. It's, so far, it, great. it's given no instructions. It's not told you have to like show off the Sprite thing. Oh. It's just you're a pig. Go do what pigs do. Go be naturally you. Yeah, your People, true self. When they see that pig, and by the way, pigs are bigger than you think. They're gonna notice the pig. You think they're gonna notice the Sprite thing on the pig? They will notice the Sprite thing. On oh, the pig. you know what else? Interesting. I think they're also gonna. What, what do you want in advertising? You want eyeballs? <laughs> Is that what you want? You <laughs> fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I mean, also they're going to be um, they're going to be talking about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be impossible not. Yeah, they're like, why did why was there sprite stuff (laughs) on that pig? Does that pig just like sprite, or is this like a a targeted thing? Is this like an advertising thing, or is this just like a tattoo? But you know what sounds pretty refreshing right now. Do you know what sounds pretty refreshing after this conversation about the sprite pig? No, I mean, I will say I could use sort of a lemony, limey, like (laughs) uh, carbonated sweet beverage of some sort. I just suddenly have like a, you know, like a. Like a little dryness that yeah. I can really stand to get quenched. Of course. But what were you going to say? What's, what's, what's no, nothing. Don't know? worry about it. Just keep, stay with that thought <laughs> okay. for the rest of your life. A little lemony, lemony. So, so dismissing my idea that well, pig advertising this... is screen printing on pigs out of hand well, seems to have been shown to be an idiotic <laughs> take. <laughs> Look, the thing that's classic Grant in this case is... Anything all... that, first of all... Anything that you're going to say is going to be taken as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you're always trying to, like, turn a piece of shit into gold. And you can do it. Of you course. just did it. But you're always going for these little tiny gold nuggets. And I'm only interested in the mines, baby. I want, I want freaking a Grand Canyon-sized chunk of gold. You know so, what I'm saying? So you're only interested in the enterprise if you get to subjugate workers during the process. If it's not going to be an empire... Don't wake me up. Okay, so how is pig advertising an empire? I thought you were going to break this down, and now you're just, you guess once and you're done? Oh. What happened to you? Okay, the other thing is, you could advertise your pigs. You'd be like, you want to buy my pigs? (laughs) Isn't that just advertising? You just call that number that Comcast puts up, like, hey, you could advertise on Comcast. Be like, hey, Comcast, this is Jonathan Levy. I want to advertise my pigs. Yeah. And then you, you know, make. I guess it could be that. You make your ad, you call your guy, you know, your your Your, ad guy. My ad guy, yeah. Yeah, your guy you make videos with. You sure. make the ad. You show. You show. You're just your sexiest pigs. You, you don't show the no problem. You don't show the crap pigs. But those are the ones well, that go out the door. There's first. always you know some market for the ugly ones. Yeah. Too. There's but it's it's a much smaller yeah. demographic. Of and course. then then you know you're rolling. You're going. You're rolling. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, all your profits you reinvest more pigs. More pigs. More advertising. More pig semen, which you need a lot of for your business. Right. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> and you sell that too, but not the good stuff. You keep that for yourself. <laughs> right. In your home. <laughs> yeah. what, and what are we doing with the pig semen? In don't our home? ask the questions that you don't want the answers to, Jonathan. <laughs> you're right. That was going to be a little too far, but I think. But you know, your empire is there. That's, okay. That's not what pig advertising is, but that is at least closer to building something real instead of, oh, I made a dollar fifty today on this screen print of a straight on the pig side. I'm rich. I'm going to go buy a candy bar now. That's you. Um, but that was me All right. I got, a, I got a third thing. Okay, good. Which pig advertising? Let's see if you finally get it. If it wasn't one of the first two, this is definitely... It has to be the third this thing. Is, there's no other option. I was expecting you to guess this for the second thing. I know you weren't. <laughs> go ahead. There's no other option. <laughs> yes. Right. So you take existing ads, the ones that are popular right yeah. and and you recreate them except mm. the actors wear pig masks <laughs> and 
without yeah. anybody asking you to, you send to the advertising agency that was in charge of those ads your pig version. Yeah. And you tell them you're releasing it everywhere unless they pay you a million dollars. Okay. That is not what pig advertising is, but I'm starting to think that should be what pig... Of course. You finally did it. You finally <laughs> thought big enough for me now. Yeah. Like, oh my God. First of all, The Purge, the movie The Purge with all the masks, yeah. kind of pig advertising a little bit, sure. right? Um, second of all, wow, brilliant. I love the idea of blackmailing Disney and all the major studios, mm-hmm. including, you know, anyone who's ever given us money or, you know, advertising. We'll blackmail anybody. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Um, love that. Uh, second of all, it just sounds fun. Yeah. Like... Dressing up actors in pig costumes? Are you kidding? Sign me up 12 times. Not what pig advertising is, but you know what? Maybe what pig advertising should be. Okay. I'll take that as a win. Great job. Yeah. Great job. I guess you got to reveal it then. What is it? Pig advertising is advertising literally for pigs. Pigs who want to get advertising done for them. You mean... They are the clients of the yes, ad agent? they are the clients. They want ads. So they want to advertise something that they are selling? Yes. What else do you advertise? Something okay, I'm just making selling? sure. I was just making sure you had it right because I thought maybe you were saying that the clients were the people watching the ads, which of course is not. Oh, of course not. No, no, pig advertising. Because no, yeah. you kept thinking, yeah, like we're selling pigs or something or we're using pigs. No, Pig advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You understand no, that? No, you keep saying it. Yeah, the pig wants... Things to be advertised. What type it's of a, thing? What type well, of thing do the pigs want to be? I mean, do you really want to get into this? I would like to know at least three to six okay. things. Three that to the pigs... six? I haven't done that. I mean, I mean, I can talk about this, of course, but of course, it's still, it's a little personal. <laughs> you could have claimed client <laughs> confidentiality or something. I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it, but I didn't think it was going to fly. No, because you were going to be like, isn't that for attorneys? Pig attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> not, pig lawyering, not, pig, not yeah. pig advertising. Yeah. So the things that pigs want sold, it's a bu- obviously it's a wide variety of things, but I would say the number one thing that I so far I've done in sort of my time in this market place is pens, mm. which is interesting if you think about it, because it wasn't that long ago. You came down on me pretty hard about buying some new pens. And looky, looky, looky. The pigs Turns are selling out pigs them. are just selling pens like crazy. What level of pens are pigs selling? Are we talking high-end pens, like no. dollar for 10 pens type pens? It's or? more the Bic, okay. uh, you know, grab bag type situation. Yeah. yeah. Also, they do, they're do. they really into selling the pens that have those different colors depending on which thing you click on the yeah, top, yeah. like the four different colors. Like, oh, I can make my, my color red now. Lawyers and professors love that shit. Yeah, professors especially, because that way they can say like, you this plagiarized is... again, you know, on the <laughs> That's, on that's the green. Yeah, green is plagiarization. A green? I yeah. thought it was red. No, red, it, red is you suck at writing. Oh, green is plagiarization. Yeah. Oh, cool. What's blue? Blue is I want to inappropriately date you. <laughs> so I've seen all those yeah. in, uh, in my time yeah. at, at college. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, inappropriately date. Yeah. What if the professor's young? Young. Young guy. <laughs> I think most universities <laughs> frown upon it no matter what. Yeah. Um, uh, it depends, though. I think grad students, they are allowed to date. I think that happens a lot, right? Does it? I, I don't know. According to movies, you know, as far as I know, it didn't happen when I went to grad school. I never got any Nobody action. propositioned you. <laughs> <laughs> no professors ever hit on me. Oh, there was one I was wondering about sometimes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, was it a pig? If she was interested. Okay, so that's one thing. I mean, pens, obviously. Um, the other things are, are different. Like, pigs are often trying to get, going back to the finance stuff, are pretty interested in futures, mm-hmm. like oil futures, you know. Dirt um, futures? Fossil fuel futures, really. So antiquated future stuff. I mean, what will be antiquated, yeah. but not currently antiquated. Right. There's still money to be made in fossil fuel there is. futures. There is. As pigs like to call them, F. 
cubed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so F-cubed. there's that. Um, and then interestingly enough, almost surprising really, pigs actually are willing to do advertising for bacon, pork, ham, pig meat. They pig know where meat. the money is. They don't care. I mean, as long as it isn't them themselves being slaughtered, most pigs are fine with it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's about the money. And pigs have famously loose morals. Famously. Yeah. Yeah, you can't marry a pig and expect them not to cheat. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of the deal, sort <laughs> of. That's what you hear. And then you're like, open up your bedroom door. And you're like, no! Why? <laughs> I wish you didn't make the noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe we do these things on a poker show, but we do. Yeah. It's... We just did the pig wife or husband who was cheating on you. And you heard the sound while the pig was having sex with the other man or woman or pig. I challenge the listeners to find another poker podcast that talks about these things. <laughs> I don't do this shit on 2 plus 2. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know what Chad McVean would write about this? He would say... Eventually. Eventually they get to the hand. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Chad. That's always correct. Eventually we will. No, he's right. No, hey, true. for those of you who somehow are still here and don't know <laughs> that in the description of each podcast, we put yeah. where the hand analysis begins. This is a good time to remind you. You don't have to listen to this stuff if you don't want. We put where the handle analysis begins. But you would have missed the pig cheating sound. Yeah, I'm saying if you're a person who sucks and doesn't want to hear that stuff. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to work that into the rest of the show a little bit. So we're going to. So even if you missed it, you won't have to go back. You don't have to rewind. I got gotcha. you. You're going to hear <laughs> the big the big spouse cheating on. It's very generous on me in this in this scenario. Or it's very generous. Yeah. All right. Let's get closer to poker. Okay. Jake Schindler's in this hand. Yeah. He's uh he's certainly not the biggest topic of conversation in the poker world right now, but he's one of the the people. He's um, one of the people, yes. And now let's make it clear, we are doing this podcast on Friday, April twenty second. So it's it's weeks before it comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this now, who knows what developments have happened in the poker cheating scandal. Really future future Grant and Jonathan know you can ask them on social media on Discord, something like that, what they think about this now, or 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 let us know how wrong we were about what was going on. But mm-hmm. Grant and Jonathan in the timeline where we're in Friday, April twenty second, what we know right now is Jake Schindler is one of the major RTA accusations and ghosting and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, Justin Bonomo on uh, April 18th started tweeting about how he believes Jake Schindler um, cheated him, essentially. Not, not only Jake, but he felt Jake was the biggest cheater person who took him for a million dollars on GG Poker. Yeah. Um, he thinks there are other people, but Jake was, the quote is, by far the biggest offender. Um, he actually doesn't say Jake Schindler, to be clear. He says... Um, but he strongly implies it, and everyone seems to think it's clearly Jake. So, but, he, but he does not actually call him out by name. But again, everyone seems to think so. No one has denied it. No one has come out and said it's anyone else. It's, Jake has not even said that. It seems very clear that's who he's talking about. Right. So that's who we're dealing with. And some of you may be offended that we're shining a light on one of these accused cheaters. Too you bad. Know, that's how people are sometimes, right? And we have, we have accused RTA cheaters all up and down the board yeah. Recently, this is going to be the, the third episode in a row featuring one. Woo! With Chris Brewer, uh, who is one of the, the other accused. The GG Poker 3. Yeah, Ali Amsirovich was on Monday, and now Jake Schindler. And we're not, we're not seeking these out. Yeah, we, just um, there, You know, it may seem like it's easy to find hands to break down that are really interesting, but it's, there's actually not that many out there. So any hand that's interesting, unless the person do, has done something that truly makes it so they don't deserve to be talked about at all ever, which... I don't what, see that. When to would be, that? We do Helmuth all the time, like, right? I, I know. Like I'm saying, dirt. like, I'm talking about like outside of poker stuff, like really, really bad stuff. Like, I mean, wait a second. So if Jake Schindler, may, let's not use Jake because we're about to do him. Let's pick someone else who's Christoph Vogel saying, yeah, they find you know 
a lot of maybe dead you shouldn't, bodies. Maybe you shouldn't use a real person. All right, all right. Don't use a real person. Fine. Um, Jimmy Vogelschlang. Okay. Um, they find a lot of dead bodies in his, uh, his basement. Yeah. Right? But he gets off on a technicality. Okay. Like somehow it's fruit from the poison tree and it's thrown out of court and he's free. He's a free man. Yeah. Things like this happen a little bit, at least on TV, right? Okay. He plays a hand in the main event of the World Series against Doyle Brunson, which blows everyone's mind. They can't believe it. We're not going to do it? It's tough. Of course we're going to do it. I want to do that hand. What if the anonymous player is like horribly racist and anti-Semitic constantly? I think we should do the hand and also call them out for what they're doing. Okay. That's all. I mean, why can't we talk about the poker strategy of it still? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe I won't feel that way if we're really in the moment because we've never had anything like that. No, there's never been a situation like that. Yeah. Like, would we, we've never chosen not to do like a, um, an ex full tilt guy's hand, like Chris Ferguson. Right. Like actively anyway, like. There's a bunch of guys who that's, were involved that's in so that. That's so much less of course. reprehensible than just being a horrible racist and an anti-Semite. Um, okay. But, you know, still millions of dollars stolen? I don't know. Like, it's, it's a different category. Different category. I agree. It's, I agree. Also, like, you know, I was originally talking about, like, lots of dead bodies. Yeah. So, I, so it's hard to know how I'd really feel. But my initial thought is... It's fine. Although I will say, like, when I think about Mel Gibson, right? right. So Mel Gibson said the stuff he said about Jews. Uh-huh. This is like 12 years ago now. but Probably he, more. Probably 20 maybe years. More. He did a lot of really, he said a lot of really reprehensible things. Not just about Jews, but about Jews also. Yeah. Including things like they're responsible for all the wars in the world. That's a direct quote. Um, many other things, too. Um, his father was a Holocaust denier, so I'm guessing that's where a lot of this stuff came uh, from. It seems likely. Yeah. But, like, I really like Mel Gibson as an actor and as a director. Sure. I think he's one of the most talented men in Hollywood, or at least he used to be. Um, but I decided after he, after he said that, like, I would never give a do- another dollar to him. So, like, it's not that I won't see his movies, but I'll never see his movies in a way that he can profit off it. Okay, well, that's, that's that, like, that, puts so, us, so, that puts us in a bit of a precarious spot. Yeah, like, we, I know. We aren't the hugest brand in the world, but us shining a light on a player may in some way increase their brand, may in some way help their bottom line at some point in their life. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Daniel Negreanu wouldn't be where he is today. <laughs> Without the poker guys. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. so I think it's an interesting question about... It is. And I think you can debate it either way. We're... We're on the same page. It's probably not going to come up. We're on the same page. You're more that way than I am. Yeah. But, but I am in agreement that, like, just because Jake Schindler is accused of this RTA... And even, the, even stuff, if he did it. Doesn't, like, doesn't mean that we shouldn't do hands that he's involved in where there's no not. cheating involved. Like, right. This is a live Triton poker hand. He's not cheating in this hand. I mean, look, like, Bonomo was caught and admitted, like, multi-accounting many, many years ago now, yeah. like 15, 16, 17 years ago. Um, it wouldn't occur to me. Um, by the way, I don't think that's a big offense anyway. That was a much, and we were even talking about this before the podcast. That was a different situation. Von, Bonmo was trying to get volume in. He wasn't trying to actively. Like, he wasn't trying to like yeah be at the same table and yeah. like play against other people and stuff right. like that, which is actually like some of the things like Bryn Kenny are now being accused of. Yeah, really different kind of stuff, um, but still not very much out of bounds. Still, yeah. what what he did too, but it would never occur to me to like. Have like have any issue with any like having J- Justin like on the show? I've met Justin; he's incredibly nice. Like I would be friends with Justin if, if he. I don't. Know, like, I think you're, just, you're going down the entirely wrong path. Okay. We've just said that ju- the thing Justin Bonomo did wasn't that bad, right? Right. And we're in agreement. If if the thing that Jake Schindler did is true, that's pretty fucking bad. By I wouldn't be standards. friends with him, but yeah. I would still feel fine about. But it. But I'm saying like there's no point in talking about what we would do with the Justin Bonomo stuff. Okay, that we have done okay. In that context. So what about if Justin Bonomo killed three kids? <laughs> <laughs> See, I did it. Yeah. I did the thing you didn't want me to do. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
my point being, yeah, I could see how some listeners would think like, why would you shine a light on any player who is accused of these things? That's like hurting the poker I community. Guess. I don't be dismissive. This is what some people think, right? I don't know. Do they? Or are you just making that up? I strongly believe some okay. people will feel that way. All right, all right, fine. If you disagree with me, that's fine. But no, no, no. I, I think uh, you're probably you're, wrong. You're there. you're not an idiot. Yeah. Um, I I will take Jonathan's side on this and say this is just interesting poker. It, whoever plays it plays it, and like we haven't seen an offense to the extent that we would be feel, we would feel bad to talk about the person. Yeah. Right? Like it's just it's just poker cheating, right? You know, I think this is ultimately like pornography. You know, you know when you see it, kind of a thing. Like yeah. there may be lines that we don't even. It's like as soon as like, oh well, fucking no way we're gonna do that yeah. guy. You know, and then fair enough. Like, right. we're, like but. As of now, I'm not aware of anything like that. Right. All and right. As I said, this is a live hand. There's no RTA involved. It's yeah. It's the Triton. It's televised. Like I don't think there's any way Jake Schindler could have cheated in this hand. I'm not concerned about that. Nope. Me either. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. Okay. So it is the fifty thousand dollars six max, which sounds like a really easy field when you just say those words together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. In the Triton. Yeah. I mean, there'll be some whales there. Yeah, the Triton does attract a lot of whales, so that's nice for the Jake Schindler types. Uh, yeah. By the way, this was suggested on Discord by Otto Von Buelo. Shut up. Who must be a billionaire, right? Has to. <laughs> He's at least got a, um, a title of some sort, like yeah. Count or Duke or something. Right. I don't know about the rest. but Yeah, th- there's an estate involved. Perhaps the estate is in financial disrepair, but you know he, he covers <laughs> it up well the, for, for appearances. Nobody knows. People talk about the heir, you yeah. know, like you know, in terms of his children and stuff right. like that, before and after. You know, that's yeah. how they refer to it. So, yeah, there's something going on. So there. thank you, Sir Von Buelo, for suggesting this hand on Discord. There's a Discord link in the description of this podcast that'll take you to our Discord. Join our server. Have some fun with us. We've talked about the cheating scandal on the Poker Talk se- section of Discord. That's fun. We talk about each individual hand. We talk about sports, food, whatever. They all have their own sections. They're all self-contained. You don't have to see all of it if you don't want to. Join us there. Okay. All right. 2,500 big blind, 1K small blind, 2,500 big blind ante. Yep. We're like in the early mid-stages of the six max. Right. Christopher Soiza, who is Malaysian, I believe. Yes, right? he is. Um, Kuala Lumpur. Born and raised. So he, uh, he has some results. He's yes. going to open this hand. He's got $9 million in earnings. Is that correct? That's correct. Does he, he play exclusively high rollers, or does he do other stuff? He did not used to play exclusively high rollers, but now it seems he does, just looking at his hand in, or almost exclusively. I guess there was a 2020 Aussie Millions event he played that was a $2,500 buy-in. Um, actually, he played the big 50 <laughs> dollar event in the WSOP and cashed in that for $365. So I guess he's playing some other stuff too, but mostly he's playing the big buy-in stuff. So I'm just trying to get at, like, do you think he's a whale or do you think he's a grinder who got to the I high I think levels? he's more of a grinder because if I look back further, like to 2019, all his caches are in $1,000 events, $2,500 events. So he's, I don't think he's a whale. Did he have a big cash at some point that might have led him to oh, jump stakes? Well, yeah, early 2019, he finished first in a Triton... Uh, six max event for $1.4 million. So that was already a big buy. So he's playing a bunch of different levels is what I'm getting here. Yeah. All over the... But um, he's had a bunch of big scores. He finished first in a $1,600 middle stakes poker tour event for almost 600000 bucks in wow. June 2018. I mean, and he's got a bunch of like big six-figure scores and even a few seven-figure well, scores. Well, most of the whales don't have something like that on their resume. No, absolutely not. So, that's, so I, I think we should assume he's a pro. I think we should. 
as I'm looking, at, yeah, he's just got a lot of results too, and a lot of like all, all stakes levels. So yeah. it feels like, yeah, he's he's legit. Like Paul Fua is not going to win a major MSPT for 600k. That's just not going to happen. And even if he was, that would be the only thing like that on his resume. Yeah. This guy's lots and lots of stuff along yeah. those lines. He's been playing on this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's a pro. That's what we're gonna. I think we should assume. We're gonna that. go with that. So Soy's up. He's on the button. Okay. I failed to write down his hand because I'm so good at my job. Wow. You don't even know what the guy has? I'm too busy thinking about pig economics and shit. Uh, he's got Jack of Clubs, it's Ten of Spades. Dirt economics, and it's pig PR. It's completely different. I was thinking about pig economics that time. Do you understand that there's a third thing? Holy uh, shit. <laughs> I d- uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. You're right, and I'm wrong. Okay, so what does he have? He has Jack of Clubs, Ten of Spades on the button. Okay. He's going to open to 5,500. Fine. Schindler's in the big blind. He's on his computer doing something. I don't know what it is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's playing in another tournament or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah, he's on the phone with somebody. He's like, no, no, raise. No, you should raise now. <laughs> he's inputting his hand into some sort of app or yeah, something like yeah. that and seeing what he should do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's just accused. There's, yeah. we, we're not saying he did it. Nope. We're not saying that. Uh, not at all. All right. He's the big blind with queen of spades, seven of clubs. He's going to defend. He's okay. got 200,000. Okay. Pot is 14,500. Yep. Flop is jack of spades, queen of clubs, deuce of clubs. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your approach as Soiza? Because Schindler is almost always going to check. Yeah. Um, I think we should be betting this. This is a really wet board. Yeah. We have a reasonable hand. We don't always have the best hand, but we often do. Um, Jake has a lot of calls. I think he's got a lot of draws. He's got a lot of worse jacks. He's got a lot of deuces. Of course, he has queens also. He doesn't have that many better jacks, but he has some. Um, I think it's a pretty clear bet. What do you think? I don't know. Do you think it's a uh, significantly better bet if the deuce was a six or something like that, where Jake just has many more combos that he's going to continue with that we're beating? If the deuce was a six, because Jake doesn't have as many deuces in him, but yeah. he has like almost all the sixes yeah. kind of thing. That's an interesting point. Um, I guess it is probably a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's wildly better. I think it's, I think it's just a bet either way. Do you, do you disagree? Seems like you disagree. I'm being David Tuckman uh, from 10 years ago. It seems English, like you disagree, mate. Doing English I'm poker. I'm David Tuckman. I'm from Ring. It's the, it's, the, it's the full tilt million dollar cash game. And I say things like port. Yeah. Because I'm David Tuckman <laughs> and only on this show ever. I wonder if that was accidental. He just like en- enmeshed himself know, in possible. British culture enough that he was yeah. just started kind of saying stuff. It's like possible. That. It's possible. But it's fun to it's fun to joke about. Anyway, sorry, that was a deep cut for maybe just me and Grant. Yeah, so but sorry, everybody. That's, that's what the show's all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's for us. It's yeah. for us. You just get to listen in. Okay. Yeah, lucky you. All right. Which is an, a great movie, by so, the way. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's you know. Um, so are you are you betting this? Board mostly, or are you checking this board mostly? You know, I think traditionally, now this is not in high roller fields, but I, I'm going to check this board, especially with a club in my hand. I feel a little safer with a club in my hand. Like, uh-huh. I have less to worry about in general. Yeah. And also that, like, there are fewer continues um, that, that I'm beating. Like, types of hands that can continue as just a call, like jack low club are types of hands that I'm beating and I'm doing actually quite well against equity-wise. Mm-hmm. That I'd be very happy for Jake to have, and I'm blocking those. Um, so... I think it, that makes it a little easier to check back to to know that I have less to protect against and that there are fewer combos that can call that are worse than my hand. Um, I mean, the other thing that you get out of checking here is you could put yourself in a weird spot where you bet this, and if Jake decides to play a draw aggressively, which he might on this board, I don't think he would that often, but he might, um, we may not feel like we can hold on for very long. Yeah, maybe We may not we, hold on at all, and certainly not for very long, right? Maybe we have to call with a club in our hand on the flop because yeah. we have backdoor equity, maybe, but 
it's also kind of bad to have the club in our hand, but maybe not specifically no. the jack of clubs because I, I mean, if if the, if a if a club comes on the turn and he keeps betting, having a club in our hand is probably pretty good, right? Yeah. Because now he has a lot of straight draws, even yeah. though we have a ten, which blocks some of that too. Yeah, it all it gets tricky no huh. matter what. The ten of clubs really does block a lot of stuff. Ten of spades. But the, well, the, uh, having yeah. a well, yeah, the jack clubs is actually different that way. Having the ten does block some straight draws, yeah. though. Hmm. I mean, I think you can go either way. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think I wouldn't think it was horrible to check a medium strength hand. Heads up, right. you know, against a very wide range, which is folding a lot on the flop. I think it's Yeah, okay. and I think Jake's not going to have that many weaker hands that can call us. I mean, he doesn't have that many pocket pairs that didn't three-bet that are below the jack. And he doesn't have that many deuces. I just don't know. I feel like we, we opened wide enough on the button that, like, I just don't know if we have enough value for checking back a hand like jack-10 a lot. You know, that's, like... We have a lot of queens. Sure, but think about how many other hands... We're betting this board. If we, if we have five, six of diamonds, we're betting this board, aren't we? I don't know. Probably. I think we are. Probably. So if we are, and then, I don't know, and we're betting it with a lot of our draws, not all of our draws, but we're betting a lot of our We draws. might not I bet just, it with five, six of diamonds. I don't know. It might be no. like one of our give-ups. Maybe. Just like nothing going on. Why? why? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Maybe five, six of spades then with the backdoor spades. Yeah. Um, I just, it just seems to me like we're going to have a lot of swings here, and so we just need to... I'm just worried about having enough value. But... That'd be something to work out in a, either in a solver or by hand. You can do that. Well, on maybe, paper. well, maybe we can bet all of our jacks that aren't that don't contain a club. Okay, yeah, that that's it, not bad. That makes it easier. Yeah. Either way, Soiza ends up checking. Sure. So whatever method he used to get there, he agrees with me. <laughs> and he's got nine million in earnings, so you're right. Gonna, yeah. Right. Turn is the eight of clubs. Quite a card for Soiza. Yeah. Now we've really got a straight is. draw, flush draw, and middle pair. Schindler picks up the seven of clubs flush draw with his queen seven with the seven of clubs, but, you know, that's not so I mean, great. Schindler's got to think he's the best hand most of the time, right, on this uh, Yeah. Card. Yeah, it's rare for him not to. With, with, you expect Swayze to bet any top pair. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is it worth a bet as Schindler, then, to try to get value out of medium-strength hands, or do you want to check and see what Swayze does? I want to bet. Um, I want to make sure we're charging better clubs, or even actually any clubs. Forget about just better clubs, but certainly better clubs as well. Also, there are now straight draws that we don't just have to give a free card to. Um, I like betting here. We'll probably have a lot of bets that aren't strong when the third club comes and he checks back, you know, that are like draws only, yeah. gut shots and club draws and stuff. So to actually have top pair is pretty great. It feels like pretty high up in our in our distribution. I want to bet. Yeah, I agree. I feel like betting is really the only play. Cool. Jake bets 9K into 14.5. Sounds about right. Two-thirds of the pot. All right. Should Soiza ever raise here? It's kind of a weird situation where it feels like probably not, but it's interesting to think about. What are you hoping what what are you hoping is gonna happen when we raise? It's more about the future than the present, man. Like okay. all of my decisions, you know what I'm saying? Soil, Go on. Soil related decisions. Okay, so let's say we raise and, and Jake doesn't fall. Jake calls. Yeah. What things in the future would happen that would, and what, like what cards are coming and then what would you do when you're talking about okay, it's Okay, a the club future? which could have killed our action when we have the best hand, we make more money that way. There's a little piece of that. Ah, there. okay. Um, so that's nice. That's true. We take control of the pot. So like if a club comes, Jake's probably not just going to bomb it out of turn if we, like, so we, we can decide what size happens if, like, if another club comes. We could not put another chip I mean, in if another club comes. I guess comes. if Jake calls and then makes a big bet when another club comes, yeah. we could probably fold a yeah. lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's some value in, in that information. Yeah. Um, we just have a hand that has a lot of equity against Jake's range, so it's not bad to put more money in in general. But it implies that we're behind a lot, and I think we're ahead a lot, you know? Well, like, I think we can get called by some worse hands. What worse hands are you thinking? Any king or ace of clubs. Uh, uh-huh. 
eight nine, eight ten potentially. Eight nine eight ten without a club. I don't, know, a, I don't know if they're going to call. If they have a club, they can call. Oh, oh, they have a pair with eight nine or yeah. eight ten. I'm sorry. Um, if they have a club, they can call for sure. Yeah. I I don't know. We're in position. I just don't. Also, like we take away Jake's ability to bluff, and he probably has a fair amount of bluffs on this board, and we're protected against a club coming, a straight draw, a straight card coming. We're protected a lot. I don't know if I like... I don't think I like betting here. I'm sorry, raising here. I like calling here, yeah. especially because we're in position. If another club comes, sometimes that will kill our action. That's true. But there may have been no more action to get anyway. Yeah. And Jake may then bluff the river. Or he may check call the river with a worse club. All these things are like... In fact, with Jake's exact hand, he may check call the river with a worse club, right? Like, that's good, too. It seems like we're... I like having position a lot here. And I like that we have a medium-strength hand that shouldn't be too afraid of almost any river card. So... I kind of inclined to just call. Yeah, I mean, I am too. Yeah, I just wanted to explore the thing that wasn't so obvious. Yeah, which I always have to be the fucking guy. When's the last time that you were like, I did hey. it? I actually did it kind of recently on the what? show. No, I, impossible. No, I did. I can't remember what it was anymore. But oh, I, weird. Oh, I think I talked about either leading or like check raising on a on a particular kind of board, which we would never do, and then like we decided we wouldn't do it. But okay, fine. But then you made it sound like I was a dick for asking, and I didn't do the whole fucking qualifier that you always do. Oh, don't think I'm stupid, everyone. I'm just checking out the thing. Don't don't think anything bad about Grant Dennis. Why do you have to be this way? I don't know. I don't know why I'm this way. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I, I was... I don't think it was... I, I, I don't think it was nurture. I, I think I was just born like this. I, I, came, I came at you. It's fine. Yeah. You, you, you're allowed to do that. Ah, uh, you're... Look at you. What a friendship we have. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Anyway. Sure, why not? As long as it makes the call, that's the obvious play. Okay. We have an important announcement regarding Nitrogen Sports, and this isn't just advertising right. stuff. This, this is an is... actually important announcement. Please listen if you're on Nitrogen Sports. Yes. This is a big deal. All right, so Nitrogen is moving over to a new site called Nitro Betting, and what that means is you have to sign up again using our link for access to our monthly tournament, which is going to continue. We're going to keep doing the monthly tournament, and don't worry, it's not hard. It's just as easy as it was on, on Nitrogen right. Sports. You just use the link, you sign up, you have access. And there's lots of other benefits. The site is new. It's a lot prettier. So pretty. It's improved. And they have new cool products if you like other types of sports betting stuff. Like March Madness is fun, right? They've yeah. kind of brought that everywhere. They, they now do brackets for a lot of events. They also do squares for a lot of events. You know, at the Super Bowl, at the party where everybody puts money in a square, finds the, the score. That's like where the plumber always wins, right? Because no one has to know anything with this square. It's all random anyway. Yeah, and the plumber is never good at, at sports betting. <laughs> wow. Had, yeah, wow. That. wow. Yeah, wow. Mario is upset. Mar- well, if the plumber was good at sports betting, probably be a professional sports better. You're, you're be a basically a turtle right now because Mario's going to stomp on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, yeah, they also have you. pick pools as a new product, which mm. is you know, you're in a pool of people. Whoever gets the most correct picks wins. It's more competitive. It's more fun. And uh, crucially, though, again, even if you've already signed up for Nitrogen Sports, you got to sign up for Nitro Betting using the link in the description or else you won't get access to that tournament. But don't worry. It's easy. And it's still that great tournament. Yeah, it's also going to be in our pinned tweet if you don't get to this right now and you can't remember or can't find it. It's always going to be the first tweet on our Twitter timeline. Yep. See you there. Okay. All right. The River is the Six of Diamonds. Wow. You didn't even like welcome him back. Just, just from the ad, why would I welcome him back from welcome, the ad? Welcome back. <laughs> We're back. It's not poker time, man. I know. But I love this show. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I know. I sounded regretful that it wasn't poker time, and I realized, oh, I don't mean it. Actually, I'd rather do this show than anything. <laughs>
This is a better show. Yeah. Uh, the River is a Six of Diamonds. Yes. The board now reads Jack of Spades, Queen of Clubs, Deuce of Clubs, Eight of Clubs, Six of Diamonds. Jake Schindler is winning the pot with Queen Seven. Uh, we've got, what's his name? Christopher Soiza. Yep. With Jack Ten. He has a Jack of Clubs. Schindler has the Seven of Clubs. Yeah. Some of those might matter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it worth another bet for Schindler? He got called on the turn. Yeah. The board is pretty coordinated. I think it's a bet. Like, we're trying to get value out of this, the kind of hand that checks back the flop and calls the turn, right? Which is like a lot of jacks mm-hmm. or pocket pair type stuff, like pocket nines. Or an eight. A, an ace eight type hand or whatever, a king eight that um, turned a pair. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the clubs missed if we, all, if we had one club. Like, you can come up with very good reasons why we, we might be bluffing here, right? Yeah. And we can get called by a, a worse hand a lot. Like, in fact, if we were to bet, I would expect we'd get called a fair amount by Jack 10. Like, how perfect. Yeah, that's kind of the type of hand we're targeting. So yeah. how, do, how do we want to size it? 32,500 okay. in the pot. Okay. I don't know what Jake does. I'm intentionally not looking because we have notes, so I'm, I could look, but I'm not going to. Um, typically, what players do, I feel like, these days is they size towards what they're targeting, right? So, like, that means, in theory, you'd be sizing down. But I'm worried about that. If we're bluffing, would we really size down? So I almost want to size, I don't want to size huge, but I feel like 55% of the pot, 60% of the pot feels maybe about right, something like that. That's kind of what Jake does. Oh, really? 23K and a 32.5? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. It's a little more than what I was saying, but basically, same idea. That's more like 70%, but whatever. So I got to ask you, how frequently do you think Schindler's really bluffing here, and what types of hands would he be bluffing with? He would be bluffing with either clubs or hands that block the straight. So 9-10 is a straight. Um, is 9-7? Nope, just 9-10. Uh, so that is, I think if he has a 9 or 10 in his hand, he's going to sometimes bluff. So yeah. like king of clubs, 9. Oh, yeah. Something like, a, like, I think anything that has both of those things in it, I think is probably an auto bluff for him. Okay. Once, once he bets the turn and gets called. Because yeah. you could be up against just the ace of clubs. Yeah. Or like ace of clubs and ace eight with the ace of clubs, and maybe you can get it to fold if you... If you bet this much, right. like it's a tough spot for Ace Eight, I think. But it was pretty clear to you that any queen or better is an easy value bet, right? I think it kind of has to be because we're going to have bluffs and like, of course we have. Yeah, I think so. So that means, from Soiza's perspective, yeah, there's a lot of value that Jake has that's beating you. Sure, in, you're losing to the value. Like I right. don't think we're. But but it seems value heavy even when. Why? What are the other bluffs? It's just. All, anytime you have a club in your hand at all? I assume Jake is doing a thing where he has a set. I mean, I assume he's balanced or yeah. close to balanced here. So he's going to have hands that have, you know, a nine or a 10 in them and hands that have a club in them and the right amount. So it's about 50 50, you know, okay. is my guess. Um, give or take. Actually, it wouldn't really be 50 50 no. if, if he's making it this price, of course. Either, right. right. It'd be way, way, he'd actually have more value than bluffs. Yeah. So maybe it's something like, actually, it'd be more like 70 30 or something, yeah. right? 75 25 even based on the price that we're laying our right. opponent. Right. So we're losing to the value. Yeah, we are. But a lot of that value, uh, so there's the bluffs that we're beating, and we can just call and beat the bluffs. Right. But a lot of that value is not that strong if you think he's betting any queen. Well, that's the worst of the value. Yes. Sure. Yes, but that's like a... a that's a big chunk. Yeah, it's a combinatorially pretty large chunk because mm-hmm. he's not betting any jack, right? Um, I don't think he is. And he, any, he bet the really good jacks. He bet king jack if he has that. Which he's going to have a little bit of, right? An ace jack. Maybe, he may have a maybe he's going to bet those. I think you'd bet those. Why? It's not that maybe just ace jack because, like, you'd be concerned that Soiza has king jack a little bit. So you or, can't or, ace bet. Jack, or ace jack. I mean, yeah, but if you check, he's going to bet ace jack anyway, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think it's a maybe on those hands. Okay, 
I'd be inclined to bet it. Okay, okay, by the way, those hands are beating Soiza. So if we add those, that's a fair it point. actually that's a fair point. increases the amount of yeah. hands like that. Okay. Um, so there's so many of those hands that are pretty weak, but good enough for value betting. Okay, sure. Is it worth raising? Well, we do have some good blockers. We have, Although the Jack of Clubs is, is a... I guess the Jack of Clubs is still a pretty good blocker. I it mean, is. It's it, a pair, too. But yeah, Schindler hasn't good. done any actions that make it seem like he wouldn't have the Jack of Clubs. Right, because he could have a good Jack of yeah. Clubs, right? And we'd... Um, Okay, so we block that anyway. So that's not, that's not a pr- problem. Having the 10 is nice because it blocks the straight a little bit. Yep. So maybe we'd be inclined to call with some other jacks, but maybe, I'm just speculating here, maybe if we were going to find a raise, maybe this is the kind of hand to raise with. The problem is I'm like, is this hand a little too good to raise with is my only concern. Like, this hand like bluff catches pretty nicely. We block a lot of the bluffs. We have a well, medium strength hand. Isn't that a beautiful bluff catcher? Well, let's think about it. Okay. Because let's see, Soiza does race. That's why we're talking about of this. Course. He makes it 75K. Mm-hmm. So I think this is pretty cool, like live player exploit stuff or game feel exploit stuff of like, maybe it's GTO, but it feels exploity. It, like it's a, it's a, an understanding that Schindler's going to have a fair amount of value that is beating Jack 10, but is not that good. And, and maybe the other thing is, even if Schindler has a hand like two pair on this board, is it really that good? Right. Because, like, straights and flushes come in on the turn. That's when the action started. Yeah. Now, so he's only called the turn, but if he had a big hand, he might call sometimes yeah. with a straight or a flush. More a flush if he's going to raise than a straight, I would think. Yeah. But, like, he could have the nuts, checked it back once on the flop sometimes, get there on the turn and raise the river. People do that. Not a huge amount, but they do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, Schindler's in a tough spot even with two pair. Right, and the two-pair combos are significantly less than the queen-x, and if you give him king-jack-plus and add that in, like... Yeah, the, that's true. The two-pair combos are significantly less. Yeah. I mean, what's Schindler... How does Schindler feel if he has a straight without a club in it? He's going to call with that. He's probably going to call, but it's not great. Yeah. And you're still losing to, I think, all the value. Right. Like, would you rather have that, or would you rather have king-jack with the king of clubs in your hand? Probably the second thing. Right. So... Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I think what Soyz is thinking is... Simply that he can get, he's going to win against the bluffs just in case, you know. But we also right. get to fold out a lot of the value. Right. Like, maybe you get to fold out more value than you normally would be able to um, with a raise here. Yeah. Right? Because even a lot of Schindler's even pretty good value hates this. Yeah. Um, so the yeah. next question is, is it a good enough representation of a hand? Like, does it make sense what Soizen's doing? I'm not sure. I don't necessarily buy it. Like... If he had not, I don't really believe he's checking back very often with ace-x of clubs or 9-10 or other clubs on the flop. I think he's mostly betting that, right? Yeah. And it, well, let's assume he does that sometimes. Yeah. What is the weakest hand he actually raises for value if he gets here this way with it? When you say does that, mean checks back. Yeah. Like actually can The weakest get, hand he raises yeah. for value. Got it. Um, uh, when Jake bets two-thirds of the pot on the river, I think he's just calling with this straight. I'm going to say flushes, and it's probably not the worst flushes. Maybe like right. 10 high flush, something like that? Yeah, I think you probably have to raise the 10 high flush, right? Because Jake could have a straight. Yeah. Although the 10 high flush blocks that. Yeah. But um, you may just feel like the, the pot is just a little too small. Like, I can't just allow this pot to be this tiny with, with a hand this strong. Right. You, you might think that. Yeah. It's not crazy. Um, and, if, and because we play the hand in um, a deceptive way, like where we check back the flop with our flush draw, we may get called more often by, by weaker hands, yeah. too. Which then makes this bluff a little bit more weird, right? It does. I think it's not a great rep here. No, it's I not, don't think so. It's just not betting the flop with the flush draw is, is the issue, mostly, because we think at least it's always repping a flush only. 
I yeah, I do because why why can't Jake have a flush here? Yeah, or a straight. Of course he can have those things. Yeah, he can. Yep. So very is, reasonably. Yeah. So it's tough. It's it's a tough thing to represent, which is why Schindler goes deep in the tank. He's got the seven of clubs in his hand. He has a queen. It's not that good of a queen, but he does have the seven of clubs in his hand. I mean. That's kind of the spot when you're supposed to consider calling, right? When you've got the seven of clubs in your hand and top pair. That's pretty good. Right. So, of course, Jake is, is taken aback by this raise because, like, how can he have a flush? He right. checked back the flop. But, of course, sometimes he can have a flush. Some we percent think, of the times he's going to We think he's it. a pro. We yeah. think he's going to be balanced enough. Against Does he guys. have enough value here, though, compared to bluffs is the real question. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know is. if he does, but even, like, I guess it depends on where Jake ends up in his distribution. Yeah. Right? Because the weakest hand he's betting for value by your logic, is king jack, right? Yeah. And by hand rate. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. Maybe you think it's a little better, right. but whatever. So queen no kicker is like the third weakest type of hand. Yep. But then you have the blocker involved. Having the club is vital for this, right? Of course, Schindler also has all flushes in his range. Like of course he does. Pretty much every available combo of clubs. Yep. So that's a lot of distribution right off the top. That yep. we, like, we're, we're shot way down in our distribution already. And if we think Soiza is any way at all like a little too um, like overvaluing of hands, like the way Jamie Gold might. Like if yeah. Jamie Gold had a straight, I think he's raising the river. Yeah. Maybe even a set, he right. might raise the river. And there are players like that, not just him. Um, if we think Soiza has got anything like that in him, well, now we expand his value range a fair amount, and having the club isn't as valuable to block. Yeah. So part of it depends on what we think about it. It's still too. valuable, right? Like, yes. I think we'd rather have queen seven with the seven of clubs than ace queen with no club. I think so. But now we might prefer nine ten over queen seven with the, or king jack with the king of clubs. We might prefer the straight again. Yeah. He's got more value that he's because he's overvalued. Well, we'd really hand. prefer the straight with a club. That sounds great. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's an easy call. But I think we're definitely calling with the straight, yeah. Yeah, I think we probably are. Yeah. Sometimes distribution blockers aren't the only thing you think about. But you had said earlier, now this was before we got into like widening the value yeah. range, um, that you'd ra- you thought maybe it was better to call with King Jack with the King of Clubs than 910. Yeah. And I think that's not crazy. It's yeah. pretty reasonable. Yeah. So it depends on but how I tight think, your opponent is. Yeah, you're right. It's tough to know. Yeah, this is a tough spot. Uh, if you don't know Soyza really well, Look, if you know he's balanced, then it almost doesn't. Then we're sort of indifferent to our decision anyway. It almost doesn't matter what we do. Right? Well, it matters what, where we fit in our distribution. Right. I would say queen seven with the seven of clubs is a tough one and probably not good enough. It's probably a fold because there are so many combos of actual flushes. Yes. And and if you're gonna pick a club, you'd probably rather have, pick the higher clubs than yeah. the lower clubs too. Yeah. We think. If, if we think Soyuz is only raising like 10 high flushes and better, that doesn't mean he can't have the seven of clubs in his hand. Of course he can. Right. But like having the 10 king ace reduces of clubs the, really reduces, reduces that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that seems better. So maybe it's just barely a low enough club that Schindler folds because that's what he ends up doing. Yeah. Folds. It's close. Pretty interesting spot. You know, it'd be useful to have like a solver that you could run right on the spot to like, oh. help you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Well, we have a solver that we're going to run with Danny Sprung. You know, is that okay? Are we allowed to do that? I don't know. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> I don't know. But Danny is going to run this through Pio, okay. and uh, he's going to get back to us, and we're going to come back and tell you what he found, what the solver says. Ooh, what he found. Yeah. Okay, Wesley Cannon. No RTAs allowed. Let's solve it. Let's do this. All right. We're going to solve it with Pio. Going back to the flop. Not much happened there, you know? So not much to say. But Soiza should lean towards betting, even though he checked, which is okay. It's fine to check. Pio doesn't care. 
If I was indifferent mostly yeah. here. Doesn't care at all. Let's get to okay. the turn. That's where the stuff really starts happening. Cool. Here's an interesting output that Wesley got from Pio. Schindler should bet this hand, but only because he has the seven of clubs. He's not supposed to bet queen seven without the seven of clubs. And this is as thin as he should go for value leading the turn. See, that's really surprising to me. I understand why the seven of clubs makes us a more attractive bet, right? Like we're blocking the clubs. Plus, yeah. Sure. But still, like, it's weird. Like, I would think we could bet so much more um, from and be balanced. But apparently, Pio doesn't think so. I guess not. I guess it has enough two pair and, and flush combos that it's like, I, I can't bet queen seven of diamonds here. I just can't do it. I just can't bring myself to do it. I think there'd be things you'd want to be protecting against, too. It's, it's odd to me. It is. But, you know, Pio's, it's a, it's a nut that you can't crack all the time. <laughs> That's true. Except for this, this is a pretty obvious output. Soyuz's hand is a must call. Jack 10 with a jack of course. Of course, it is. Can't really raise. There's not really any reason for that and can't fold up. You're ahead a lot of the time. Yep. That's it. That's that. Okay. We've done it. All right. The river, the flashy stuff. Let's get to the the flash. (laughs) Interestingly enough, Schindler can bet again for value on the river, despite the Queen 7 with the 7 of clubs being the very bottom of the barrel of his value on the turn. Uh, supposedly because the river is a mostly neutral card and no draws come in. I guess that's interesting. It's weird. That's a weird outcome, man. It is. Uh, I mean, blocking flushes is hugely valuable to the solver in this case, I suppose. I guess, yeah. But aren't you worried about a bigger queen or something? I don't know. I guess not. I mean, check back the flop, right? It's usually doesn't have a queen. Yeah. Or a flush draw, by the way, because he checked back the flop. Whatever. We don't need to relitigate the hand. We're not Um, going to. Soyuz's hand makes a much better call than a raise. Well, yeah, his hand yeah. blocks the bluffs. Sorry, bl- blocks the, um, the, the big value, not yeah. the bluffs. Um, and he also has a reasonably made hand, right? Yeah. He's got a nice second pair. It seems like a very natural call. It's interesting that he chose to turn into a raise anyway. Well, it looks like he was right, and it worked, so maybe shut up. Oh. Consider that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm currently considering Yeah, all right. That. Well, should it have worked? That's the question. Yes. The answer is no. Schindler, despite... Back on the turn, the solver, barely wanting to bet this hand at all, thinks it can <laughs> bet call this hand yeah. on the river because of the seven of clubs. The blocker is so important. This is like to illustrate how important it is that even queen eight is a fold for Schindler, which is two pair. That's a fold. Right. But queen seven with the seven of clubs is a call. Well, when he raises, he's really repping a flush and a flush only. Yes, he right? is. I mean, I guess he could have a straight and be going super thin, but a flush makes a lot more sense. Yep. So I guess that makes some sense, but it is surprising that the solver even wants to call with this hand. I, I would think this would be low enough in the distribution that you could fold. Well, the solver probably is like, this is a weird fishy line with, this, with the flush anyway, that you don't have that many flushes on this line where you check back, right? And then me having the club just makes it even less likely. So I'm forced to put the all chips right, in, baby. Fine. Fine. That's all I got. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break. But I'm back to claim the throne. and going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.